Hi, listeners. Welcome back to the Catholic Traveler podcast, where we are taking you daily to the station churches in Rome for Lent. Hi, Mountain. Hi, Joni. Hi, people. How is your fourth week of Lent going? Me or the people? Well, I, I guess I could I ask guess the you're people, talking but I will hear their response. <laughs> uh, it's fine. Today, we're not allowed to leave the house. So, I mean, we can with Very penitential. Permission. Yeah. Just like last year. You know, I think sometimes Lent has this way of we have all these plans of the different penances we're going to offer up, and then other penances come along, and we're like, wait a minute, I didn't choose that. And it's hard to accept the penances that we weren't, that we didn't choose, right. you know, like being stuck in your house or hearing the news about St. Peter's. Right. Well, this year is this year. It's like our yearly lockdown because last year yeah. happened during Lent too, but it's not the same as the first time. Like the first time was legit scary because it was all new and the way the news made it sound like people were just dropping dead in the street. And so that was kind of scary. So now the that's, I mean, I know that some people get really sick, but it's not as scary as it was. But also what was so scary last time was we couldn't do anything. And there were days when I would, I mean, our churches were open and people are always asking that were your churches closed? Our churches were open. We couldn't go to mass but we could go to churches for prayer, but they had to be within, I can't even remember now, it was either 100 or 200 meters, so like a few blocks, which really isn't that big of a problem here in Rome because I have like seven churches within a couple blocks. <laughs> but um, it still felt like I was doing something wrong or illegal because on the paper that we have to print out our permission slip, it didn't say like there wasn't a checkbox for church or prayer. There was like an other and we had to write it in. And so there were really times when I would be walking down the street, I would see a police car and I would like hide behind a car or I would wait to cross the street. Like, Oh man. Yeah. It was pretty scary. And that didn't look suspicious at all. I'm sure. Well, they didn't see me, <laughs> but I mean, that, that's how it was then. Now yeah, that's, yeah. Now there are, I mean, it's, it's still very strict, but restaurants can stay open for takeaway or delivery. Back then, everything was closed. Um, coffee shops, if they have a kitchen, they can be open. So you can still oh. go out and get a coffee. You can't drink it there, yes. but you can like be walking down the street drinking coffee. Um, you might be able to hear kids in the background. I don't know if the mic picks that up. But on the street, like people can go out for walks. Um, and so it's a little calmer this time. So it's not... It's more orangey. It's, the red's a little more orangey. Yeah. So yeah, we have colors if you don't know what she's talking about. Like orange means almost <laughs> lockdown. Red is total lockdown. But it's not as... But the total lockdown isn't as scary this time. It's not as red as the last time. <laughs> it's like you a also, light shade of red. I think also just knowing, okay, we've done this before and it will end. You know, I mean, like that first time, even here in the States where we didn't have nearly the lockdown you had... There was still this, un like, what are we, when is this ending and what what's going to happen and what, and I think there's just a lot more hope knowing that things may change. I don't know. I, it's a different feeling this, this time, yeah. I think. Yeah. This time it's, they, well, last time they said it was two weeks, maybe. <laughs> this time it's three weeks. 
And so it does, it's nice to have an end date, even if they could extend it. I don't see why they would. Like the, the numbers aren't that bad here. They're just going in that direction. And so they're trying to stop it. But we, we were yellow, which means pretty much everything is open. And we completely jumped over orange and went straight to red. So that's kind of yeah frustrating. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, that's that's my next three weeks of Lenten penance added on top of everything else. Yeah. You should probably just turn that phone back to color. Yeah, probably. Why not? Why not? <laughs> uh, so before we get to today, today's church... We've had some people that want follow-ups because I'm really bad about saying like this church has this relic. I'm going to try to see it this time. And then I forget and people are holding me accountable. So a few that I can remember, the vial of darkness at St. Mark's. No, I did not see it. (laughs) I still have not seen it. So that's a no. When I went there, I didn't see another person. We've talked about this several mm-hmm. times um, that the sacristan or the custodian is sometimes just like in another building napping or watching a security <laughs> camera or something, whatever they do. I don't know what they do. So there was nobody to ask. Um, maybe I should have just started opening doors. Like just go in the sacristy and then the security guy would have come. You know, you know, it would be a good idea. If if I get a priest here in Rome to celebrate mass there, like just a private mass, you know? Yeah. And then yeah. while he's back there, he'll be like, hey, by the way, you have any uh, files of darkness back here we can see? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's um, that's a no. Did not see that one. What was a, What was another one? If you were going to go to San Sisto to, see, I think, to see if they were open for the station mass, but I, I don't remember if you promised that, but you did not. And we know from another friend that I do not think they celebrated the station mass there. No, they did. So I did, I did not go. Oh. Yeah. So I don't remember what happened that day. Something happened. Like you did a video from the roof. I did a video from Instead. the roof. Right. Yeah. But I don't remember. I think the kids had something that afternoon, and so it just the timing didn't work out because the uh, the Latin mass was going to be at five p.m. I think, and so um, yeah, I didn't want to go out there and it. What you look confused? No, no. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm waiting with bated breath for the rest of the story. Oh, okay, J- Joni is not in the room with me, but I can see her on my <laughs> phone. <laughs> for those a little confused, um, yeah. So the Latin mass was at five p.m., but in years past for the station mass. It was either at the church we talked about, the one across the street that has all the depictions of martyrdoms. The foot bandage. Right, mm-hmm. the foot bandage. Or last year, it was going to be held, it was canceled because of lockdowns, but it was going to be held at San Andrea della Valle, which to me, that just makes me think that the the knack guys were being lazy because that's pretty close and <laughs> to, the, <laughs> to like, where yeah. they live. Yeah, let's just let's go just to this church. Um, anyway. Uh, no, I did not go over there. And I was wondering if like the Latin mass would actually happen at the church across the street, but it happened in San Sisto. Wow. Yeah. So from oh, what darn. I, from what I heard, I mean, that somebody that, yeah, from somebody that went, they had to go like through the 
convent or something to get in because the front entrance was completely blocked. Um, but yeah, it happened. So I did see some pictures. So maybe some other day I'll go. But it is real. I mean, it's like a one-hour bus ride for me to get there. Yeah. Yeah. So, But it's a nice walk. Circus Maximus. Oh, no. It's a lovely walk. I would love to do it. It was also kind of gray and dreary that day, I think, if I recall. Mm. Maybe. I don't know. No excuses. But then there was a third follow-up that you said is successful. Uh, Santa Potenziana. We talked about the Eucharistic Miracle Chapel. So... Yes. We mentioned that a Eucharistic miracle occurred there, but it's in this side chapel that's never open. And so we went over there to do our video, and it was kind of funny. I was getting the outside shots, and we still had, it was like 11.15 or something, and you know, churches close at noon for their nap time. So we're outside, like filming the facade of the church, getting the bells, all that, and then the the sacristan comes out. He's got a couple people with him. He looks at us and he says, closed. And then he <laughs> he went in and locked the door. And I was like, seriously? Because if we were running short on time, normally I would have gone in, got the inside shots, sure. and then came out. But I, we had like 45 minutes. So then we filmed our outside part, like where we talk about the church. And of course, we always mess up like 20 times and have to start over. And so then the door opens, and by this point, it's after 12, and it's the sacristan guy again, and he sees us, and he still has those two people with him. I guess he was giving them a private tour or something, maybe. But he looks at us and said, you guys have been here a long time. Come on in. (laughs) And so he let us in. Like, the church was technically closed, so we walked around and got to see everything. But the, the chapel was open. The Eucharistic Miracle Chapel was open. And so we were able to go in and actually see the spot. And then when I was in there, I remembered that I had been in there before because that's where they set up the altar of repose. But at that point, you can't get up to the altar because it's all set up with flowers and everything. Um, And so, yeah, I was able to see the indentations in the marble where the Eucharist fell and it's kind of stained like a reddish color. Um, But basically that chapel is used for storing pews and stuff, which is kind of crazy. I think I posted this somewhere maybe that there are some towns that are completely built around the fact that there was a Eucharistic miracle there. And then here in Rome, it's a storage chapel. Like there's no tabernacle in there or there's there's nothing. If you want to see pictures of that miracle, um, Mountain posted them on his Instagram. So head over to Mountain's Instagram and that's where you, I think that's where, you might have been Twitter where you commented on that, that look at the towns of like Orvieto, Orvieto Lanciano, and Lanciano. Yeah. Now, I mean, those Eucharistic miracles are more well known. And sure. Lanciano, I mean, that's like flesh, like hanging out in the. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's, they're all real Eucharistic miracles, but that's like, that's a Eucharistic miracle. Yeah. Um, yeah. We should talk about that someday. Okay. Yeah. But today we should probably talk about the station church. 13 minutes in. Let's tell people where we are yeah, today, Joni. <laughs> yes. Well, so I mean, this we are, is what, but this is, a, it's our podcast. I, so, I know, I, mean, not, I know. It's we fine. can talk about it's other fine. stuff. I, I agree. Yeah. I agree. Anyway, but we haven't yeah. even said the name of the church. Do you want to? So today's <laughs> church is Santi Quattro Coronati, the, the four holy ones, the four crowned holy ones. Right. And it is named after four martyrs but then five more martyrs were brought 
So there's nine martyrs honored at this church. Yeah. And so where is this church? Mountain? It's not far from San Clemente, where we were a week ago. I don't remember when we were there. It's all running together. Recently, (laughs) San Clemente, near the Colosseum. Um, It's kind of, if you're, there's a a road you can take to get from St. John Lateran to the Colosseum, and it's on that street. Uh, But it's not a place that many people would visit. It looks like an old fortress. I mean, it's just a big brick, like a brown brick church. Um, but it, it is really, and it was, I mean, the, the, the bell tower was used as like a fortress. So yeah, anyway, so, go on. <laughs> so it looks like one, right? <laughs> That's why it looks like, it. um, yeah. So if you were like walking by, you would just think it's like some old Roman wall or Roman building or something. But then if you go up this, it's a steep little hill to get to it. Um, you would see this beautiful old courtyard, like this little cloister, and then inside the church, amazing tile floor, like the Cosmati floor, and it's it's a really pretty church. And I've only been to it maybe two or three times. I think I mentioned that I'd only been to San Clemente a few times. I'm just not in that area a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I should go more often. But one thing this church has is they have Vespers. And it's some of the most beautiful singing I've ever heard. Hmm. I've I've never been there for that, but um, one of my priest friends oh. lives up the street. He goes to the Irish College, and he's posted from there. Like you can hear it out in the courtyard before you even come in. The, wow. the sisters singing. Someday I'll have a follow. And you're not up. locked down. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, the Augustinian, it's an Augustinian convent today. And so there's this really beautiful cloistered courtyard that is really only open for Station Church Days. You, I mean, you'll read the books about this beautiful courtyard and then you'll go visit it and you'll be like, I can't visit it because it's a cloister. But on Station Church Days, I remember writing in my journal that we got to see the courtyard because it was Station Church Day. And then there's another chapel off that courtyard um, to St. Sylvester it is usually only open during Station Church Days, but when we were there, there was a German group celebrating Mass, so we didn't get to see it. That's too bad. But it's this church has been rebuilt a lot, and so the present basilica, There, are, I mean, if you really want to get into the nitty-gritty, which we're not going to on this podcast, if you look up this church, there's a lot of like renovations and, and reconstructions and changes, and they made it smaller and they made it bigger. So um, we won't get into that nitty-gritty, but... The floor is really beautiful, and this is the place that I wrote in my journal on the side, so the middle is Cosmotext, on the side is all the recycled marble. And so this is a good example of, if you go to the kind of the side aisles, you'll see like graffiti and inscriptions of other things because they've recycled the marble to make the floor, which is really cool. Yeah. Oh, you did talk about that. I remember that. I talked about it. Yeah. I thought it was in Santa Balbina, but I believe it was this church. Um, because very classically in my journal, I said, I should have taken a picture. And it's funny to think about, we used to kind of ration pictures. Like we used to not take as many pictures back then, but now I definitely would. I would have taken like 80 pictures because I could have just deleted them off my phone. But I don't have a picture of the floor. So, you know, I have. Um, I, I have, also. Go ahead. I was going to say, I also commented that I think if I hadn't have been with someone, it would have been difficult for me to find this church, that it's kind of tucked away. Um, it's just an interesting little jewel that you wouldn't 
I don't know, just the architecture and it's just different, I think. Yeah. And this is another one of those 25 original churches. Um, so it definitely has yeah. that history as well. And a number of popes lived here. So I mentioned it's not far from the Lateran, from the cathedral. So if they didn't feel safe living at the Lateran, remember that's where the popes used to live, then they lived here in this fortress. So that's kind of cool too, that the papal home. And then they also have yeah. the relic of St. Sebastian. They have his skull. His skull. So yeah. he's buried on the Appian Way. Um, that's where they have one of the arrows that shot him, and they have his tomb, but they have a skull at this church. So you can see that up close. When you mentioned the popes living here, Leo IV was, was made pope here. He was proclaimed pope here. And there's it's tied to that weirdo thing about Pope Joan, which isn't true. Oh. And there's this legend that this woman was Pope. And then, so that's where this all supposedly happened, but it didn't happen here because it didn't happen. Okay, Joan. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you mentioned Benedict Fifteenth in the last, well, you mentioned a Benedict being titular of Santa Croce. And it's interesting because Benedict Fifteenth, um, famous for his calls for peace in the last century, he was titular of this church. So, oh, okay. So that was Benedict yeah. the 15th? To, yes. Oh, so I don't know I think who it was, was I think Santa it was 14th. Croce. I think it was 14th at Santa okay. Croce. Then, yeah. So, um, yeah. I don't have a lot more to one, say about this church. Oh, you do? You have something else? One more. Well, I, I just kind of want to comment that the nine of the nine people honored here, so we have the four crowned holy ones, that's who the church is named after, and they were soldiers killed under the, the persecution of Diocletian. But then the Pope also brought the bodies of five sculptors who were martyred when they refused to carve an idol. So Diocletian had them killed because they refused to carve an idol of Escapus. Escapus? He's that Roman god. Um, and so they refused to carve it, and he they were killed. And I think it's a good reminder to us. I'm not going to make any... Um, you can connect the dots, but that in our profession, we might be asked to do something that's contrary to our faith, and the world would tell us it's not that big a deal, right? The world would tell these guys, carve the idol. Like, you don't have to worship the idol, just carve it. And they refused and they were killed. And we honor that. We honor that that heroism and that sacrifice that um, sometimes in your profession, you may be asked to do something that goes against your faith. And it takes a lot of courage to say no. And so these five sculptors could be the patrons of, of people who are, you know, facing kind of that those difficult decisions. Very nice, Joni. That's all I have to say. All right. <laughs> well, so tomorrow, another church. Another church. That looks nothing like a church on the outside. <laughs> no. People will have driven by this church without knowing it, definitely. I mean, I know it's a church. And when I drive by it, or like if I'm going to go to the church, I have to like take a second glance to make sure, is this the church or is this like not a church? Because yeah. it looks nothing yes. like a church. Inside, looks like a church. Yes. It's and beautiful. it's what? one of our friends. Oh, yeah. Our well, friend. it's dedicated to one of our friends. Is this yeah. our last time so. seeing our friend? Maybe. I think it is. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Right. Well, ciao, ciao, everyone. Bye, Joni. Enjoy your day. Bye, people. Thanks. You too, Mountain. Thanks for listening, ciao, ciao. people.